Danny, how you doing, man? Oh dear. Oh, oh, oh dear. <laughs> Very good. Um, I like, One I, I like, oh. ibble dibble. Yeah. It took, yes, takes her about fucking thirty seconds to get that out. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Well, there you go. Don't play parlor games with Thatcher unless it's <laughs> shoot Thatcher. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. But there oh. you go. Um. But before we get to what we're doing this week, uh, we've got some some bullshit. Uh, we always and, have some bullshit. That's that's part and parcel of the show. Yeah, and I'd like to say, um, welcome back. Uh, yeah, welcome back. Yeah, we did a we did um a podcast that came out on Friday with shit audio. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's really surreal how how like, time works because I've just realised that it's shit audio, and I have to, mm. and I'm not even going to pretend that I'm just like, oh, it's really I'm, I can't even explain it, Lewis. You can't even explain it. You're, you're. It's surreal. You're frustrated. Yeah. You, I can sense the anger bubbling within you. Mm. Yeah. I think. I think it's when I said you fucking piece of shit to my computer. <laughs> I think that might have sealed the deal with the anger there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, I, I know exactly what you mean. That happens a lot with me. Um, when I'm writing, it's like when, um, I had an article come through. Um, today it was, um, about the benefits of long fermentation in yeasted bread. Um. Oh. And there is nothing on the internet about this, or at least this very specific couple of headings that he gave me. And I was like, right, I don't know anything about this. The internet doesn't seem to know anything about this. We're just going to have to fucking wing it and pretend I know a lot about this. Yeah. But that's, that's the, I mean, I, did we even sync? Yeah. Did we? Yeah, we did a clap. I'm losing my fucking mind. Okay. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I'm so. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. Go help. on, spin, spin the wheel, Danny. Spin I'll, the wheel. I'll, I'll spin the wheel. I'll spin the wheel. That, it's okay. Spin the, the wheel, and you'll get your shepherd's pie. The wheel will make everything all okay. <laughs> <laughs> the power of the wheel will bring joy to us. What? What? Are you? I spun the wheel, and you. Okay, I'll spin it again. Here <laughs> we go. Um, uh, psychics, right? Um, real ones, fake ones. What? What? Yeah, it's a potential. It's it's a potential hot take, Lewis. Okay, hit him. Um, so, all psychics are scammers, and I really don't like them. Mhm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I know what you mean. I think. Um. I don't know. I think there are people with greater empathy than other people. Like I, I really struggle to tell what someone is feeling. Generally speaking, um, mm. like I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean like really empathetic people who have like a talent for like, you know, sort of assessing how someone feels based on like their body language and all that. Like that's that's fantastic, and I wish more people were like that. I'm talking about the fuckers who will pretend that they can hear your dead relative to try and grift money out of you, like those people. Oh yeah, that's that's scumbaggery at its worst. Yeah, scum, um, scum of the earth, those types of people, you know. Yeah, I think um, I do agree with you that people that are like, oh, I can hear, there's, there's someone in the audience, their, their, their grandfather is here. 
It's Bill. Yes, Bill. Bill, that's it. I think that's that's sort of of, of awful awfulness. Um, But I do think that... uh, I don't know. I think that... Right. This is you're gonna have to stick with me on this one because okay. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about this. So we're gonna we're gonna get through it together. Mm-hmm. If we all hold hands, we'll get to the end of my sentence together, everyone. Um, That's not my hand you're holding, Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Um, <laughs> Oh, well, that's thrown me for a loop. Christ. Um, I can't believe I've just employed a fucking Mrs. Brown's boys joke. Holy shit. What is wrong <laughs> with me today? Fucking um, hell. I think, right. The point I think I'm making is that um, I think that humans have an inherent impact upon the world around them. And that's a very obvious statement. But like from things like if you knock on a desk, it makes a noise. From things like that. Yeah. But I think also if a, a baker uses the same rolling pin for 30 years, I think that object is like, it's imbued with something. Even if it's psychosomatic, where you're like, oh, this was Jeff's rolling pin for 30 years. He made three million mince pies with it. Mm. I think there's something about that that... um I'm not sure if it's an innately human thing, if it's an objective thing. I think that I like something about um, about about less using the rolling pin example about like that. There's it's like it has a presence to it. I think older things have a presence to them, which I think is not necessarily imbued upon them by time, but I think is imbued upon them by use. Mm. Like um, you know the resolute desk. Yeah, I think that has a presence to it, which is imbued upon it by the inherent importance, the inherent role of importance it's had in, in, in American history. And I think that's something that, while it's not, strictly speaking, um, I was going to say psychonism, that's not the word, um, psychicness, um, mm. I think it's something that I've I've always been thinking, maybe maybe there's something there, maybe there's something not. Or is it just, or is it like a, an extreme form of that whole paradolia thing, where you look at some yeah. grass and you're like, oh, I can see a face. But you actually can't. It's like if you're looking at, I don't know, the way someone's hung a picture and you're like, oh, this is, I can tell something about here. There's something, or is it just you thinking, all oh, these screws are in a bit of a funny shape? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but surely the, the meaning that comes from the objects like that is only there because of humans sort of attributing meaning to it. Like, if you didn't know that that was Jeff's rolling pin, mm. then then. It, you know, it wouldn't have a presence. Someone's had to tell you that that's... Yeah, that's true, I suppose. If no one knew and it was just there and, and mm. no one knew that that was his favourite rolling pin, then it wouldn't have mm. that meaning. Literally anywhere, only to Jeff, who's now dead, you know? Mm. Um, I suppose you have to sort of consider, like, going to an antique shop or something. Like, somewhere in the house, I have um, a slide ruler. That's not a slide ruler, a slide rule, um, which I picked up in an antique shop for, like, two quid because I thought it was cool. Um... And and when I have used it or held it or whatever, it's it's there is something about it, and it's like it's sort of um, the inherent history that it, I know it has because it's old, and I can tell that it's old. Mm. I mean, I know I'm probably making some of this up, but it's like the question is if that was something that was made in 2011, and somebody's yeah. just thrown it about in a car park to age it up a bit, would I still think that way? Yeah. Would I still think that way about? anything in my house that's like a vintage item like i wear a lot of um like vintage clothes would i feel that way about vintage clothes if it was something made in a factory now and then thrown in a tumble dryer for six hours to destroy it a bit i don't know yeah i mean i really i don't mind i I don't know how anyone can mind like if people you know use certain things to make them feel 
better about the world and sort of get, bring them comfort. I'm not against that lot at all. Mm, but mm. it's when you see people make like, make a fucking living off of just like, scamming people and just lying. Yeah, that is that is extremely disgusting. Yeah, about it. You know, it just it just really pisses me off. Do you know what I've noticed as well? Another potential hot take, um, and this might be the hottest take of all. Right, because, I, because I know that take. I know that a lot of people are into this, and mm. I just I just don't understand why. Um, astrology. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like I know people who will refuse to, to like, date someone who's like a Leo or what something like that. What fucking bollocks is that? Jesus like, Christ! Holy fuck! See that? See the level? <laughs> the level of self narcissism that comes yeah. with astrology. The idea. That the stars are there to tell you about your fucking personality. No. Mm-hmm. The stars are there. We don't know why the stars are there, okay? But it's not <laughs> there to, they're not there to tell you about how your fucking February's going, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah, shit. I know I know exactly what you mean. That really infuriates me too. It's um because it, the thing that annoys me about it is because I'm I'm I was born in November and my birthday's November twenty seventh. Mm. So that means I'm a Sagittarius. Um, so when I when people ask me what my star sign is and they say, oh, you're a Sagittarius, I say I'm a Sagittarius and they go, oh, yeah, that makes sense because of whatever. And it's some <sighs> extremely generic personality trait. And I'm like, don't you know dozens of people who are just as organized as me or just as whatever? As, don't you know dozens of people like that? Yeah. Surely. It's, it's a less sort of aggressive version of like biological like essentialism. You yes. know, attributing like characteristics to someone based on like things beyond their control it's like mm, mm. it's it's really it's not as harmful as like you know fucking racism and stuff like that but like it's just really fucking stupid mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if you if it's, you get um, if you get comfort of it that's fine but if you start like actually like basing decisions on it yeah to the point where yeah. you're you don't like someone for like <laughs> some they're fucking... a scorpio <gasps> yeah no it's like no oh you don't think you don't think that's real let me guess you're a gemini what? That's an actual, <laughs> that's an actual TikTok. Like, I've seen that, and it's got like millions of likes. Oh, crikey! Yeah, that's a bit weird. It's um, really fucking strange. My only thing that I will say about astrology is, in spite of the fact that I do think it's dog shit, if I see an article by BuzzFeed that's like, "What type of of onion are you based on your star sign?" You can bet your ass I am going to scroll to the Sagittarius. <laughs> To see what kind of onion I am. Because I, I don't know why, but it's just so yeah. compelling to be like, what kind of onion are you? Oh, I don't know. What kind of onion am I? Yeah. It's, I no, that's it. harmless. That's that's nice. That's funny. But like, yeah, yeah. it's just the, the sort of pernicious, oh my God, he's a Leo? Oh. It's like, no, f- fuck <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> yeah. The other thing about astrology, which I think is perhaps one of the reasons that's contributed to its um, long-lastingness, longevity, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, yeah. Is that have you heard of the birthday paradox? No, I haven't. It's something like oh, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly, but it's something like if there's twenty six people in a room, there's an extremely high chance, like eighty or ninety percent, that two of them will have the same birthday. Really? Yeah, even if it's a relatively small group of people, it's this bizarre mathematical paradox thing. But um, what I think that means is that if you're in a room with 10, 20 people and you start saying, oh, I'm a Sagittarius, I'm a Leo, I'm a Scorpio, whatever, whatever, mm. I think then you'll say, oh, well, you two are both Sagittariuses. What have you got in common? Rather than saying, well, what haven't you got in common? Yeah. Because I think if, if, if two people say, um, oh, we're both Sagittariuses and we both like rugby, 
you say, oh, well, that's something that all Sagittarius's must like. It's like a it's, a, it's a flawed way of reasoning. It's a, this thing exists because I see it rather yeah. than this thing exists in a vacuum sort of thing. Yeah, that's that's the whole sort of lit thing with lit astrology and psychics as well, just to bring it back to that. It's like the sort of descriptions of these sort of uh, star signs are so fucking vague that yeah, they could like, yeah. apply to anything. And psychics will use a method called um, cold reading where they'll list <laughs> yeah. out lit, lit names that begin with J and, and then say, do mm. you know anyone that's died with the name John, uh, Jonah, uh, Jeff, like j- they'll just let, and yeah. then it's like, oh yeah, 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 my second cousin, fucking uh, Jeffrey. Oh yeah, he died. See, there you go. Tw- Plus, if you're coming quid, to an ast- please, yeah. <laughs> Plus, if you're coming to an astrology show, you've probably lost someone recently. That that's yeah. probably the yeah, like automatic exactly. filtering system. It's like um, it it's like self-selecting a bias. Do you know what I mean? If you're it's unlikely that you're not going to know anybody who's ever died. And you think, oh, I'll go to an astrology thing and see if they know anybody that hasn't died yet. Yeah. Or who's next to die sort of thing. Like, um... Plus, people die all the fucking time. That's ex- like the whole... That's like... It's, that's, that's the, the one thing that's guaranteed that to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and, and they'll patches, say... But yeah. Yeah. And they'll say, um... Oh, uh... W- w- did, did he die from something in his chest? Like, that could be fucking anything. Well, that, but also the two leading causes of death are respiratory failure and, and heart failure. So both of those are in your chest. Yeah, exactly. So straight away you're wiping out 60% of all deaths. Exactly. Is something's gone wrong with his lungs or something's gone wrong with his heart. It's just oh. a really sort of scummy probability. That's what it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> but, there, but there you go. Um. Oh, right, go on. R- spin the wheel again. I've got something. Okay. Uh, woo! Oh, wait, wait, I'll do it again. Woo! Okay. okay, I think it stopped, has it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. F- fantastic. Um, <laughs> Danny, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, 10 being like a Tory MP and 0 being an actual human being, Right. how much of a sort of pretentious wanker do you think I am? Um... Uh, maybe a one. Oh, okay, okay, because I bet that number's about to skyrocket. I have okay. started doing something in my free time, which is extremely pretentious, right. but I quite enjoy doing it, so I'm not going to stop. I am making my own plant-based meat substitute. Is that weird? Uh, I mean, <laughs> how how does that work? Well, basically, right. Here we go. <clears throat> okay, well, let me let me just ask beforehand, right? <laughs> do you tell people like you should do this? No, no. If and they if they you, ask, and it, and what do you eat? I'll tell them. But well, no. no, that's fine then. That's fine as long as you yeah. don't like go to like dinner parties and be like, you should try this. You know, it's, it's oh, a oh, you eat chicken. Oh, yeah. If yeah. if you if you like, have like some sort of, I don't know that Tory MPs would do that. I don't think they. I, I don't I think if I. I don't think they have the creative ingenuity enough to do that. <laughs> well, actually, yeah, that's true. But but can't you imagine 
inviting Rishi Sunak to dinner and he says, oh, how much venison do you eat per year? And you tell him none. And he says, oh, we eat venison once a week at least. Can't you yeah. imagine him saying something like that? Um, I can anyway. imagine him bringing a flask of like, swan's blood or something like that. Like... <laughs> You're all drinking wine and he's just pouring <laughs> swan's blood into his wine glass. <laughs> For legal reasons, I don't think he does that. Wink, yes. wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> um, indeed. But yeah, it's it's like a pretty simple process and I quite enjoy it. It's um, Basically, it's like a weird odyssey. Um, basically, in our house... We like Chinese food very much, ordering a Chinese takeaway. It's like our go-to takeaway. Mm. Um, and Chloe likes it very, very much. I've always been a bit on the fence. Um, and then I discovered that my local takeaway does something that it refers to as fried gluten. Oh. And I thought, well, that sounds not at all appetizing. But the last thing I had was this weird omelette thing, an egg foo young, which is quite nice, but also a bit weird. Um, and So fried gluten can't possibly be any worse than that. So let's give it a go. And it's really nice. And it turns okay. out that it's like an ancient, well, I say ancient. It's like a traditional sort of Chinese meat substitute called saitan. Um, well, I don't know if it's saitan or seitan, but I'm presuming it's saitan because if it's seitan, then that's hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it basically, you get like flour that's got like a very high gluten and protein content. And then you make like a really dry sort of ball of dough. And then you mm. let it rest for a bit. And then you knead it in like a water bath. To wash yep. out all the starch, and eventually the water will run more or less clear, and it goes, and and then you have to like, um, it's like this really wet dough at this point, and you have to like knot it and braid it and stuff to stretch the gluten, and then you like boil it for two hours. Oh my <laughs> and god! Then, I know it's like a really involved process, but it's also quite fun in the same level. Um, and then eventually you get this stuff that's like you can sort of cut off slices of it, and it's like meat. It has a really meat-like texture. That sort of um, like you know, like pulled pork or pulled chicken. It's kind yeah. of like that, um, and obviously it's it tastes like nothing because it's made out of like just gluten. So you have mm. to like flavor it. But um, yeah, I really like it. It's a fun process. I have um, seitan in my fridge at the minute. I've made some chicken and some bacon. How exciting is that? That's that's really that's really good. You're gonna do you know what you should do? What? For a nugget of bullshit. You should show everyone like how you do it. <laughs> That's a very, a very, a very boring time lapse of me kneading gluten for two hours. Yeah, I'd, wa- <laughs> I'd, I'd watch it. I see. Well, it's my turn to do the nugget of bullshit this week. Maybe I'll treat myself to some more seitan. That's true. Maybe you should. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Maybe. Well, there, that's that's my my um my pretentious wankery that is uh, a, a homemade meat substitute. As you do. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's that, not that bad. No. I mean, I mean, I I wouldn't do it. But <laughs> I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the patience to mm, do something mm. like that. And I just. I. I I'd probably get sick of it and just go buy bacon. <laughs> just, I just want a fucking piece of bacon. Um. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. A um... bacon sandwich. Sorry for any. Anyone who. <laughs> um. But yeah. No, that's good. It's good. Oh, yeah. The weekends have become like a weird sort of. Um cooking experimenting time for in our house like um because the egg man that i have previously described on the show uh comes on the saturday afternoon so i'll go to him and buy a load of stuff and then think right well what can i do with a pineapple and three pears <laughs> then i'll have to think <laughs> yeah. of something of what i can do i tried to make um fruit leather which as i understand it is like a, a sort of a trend like you know those um you know fruit roll-ups yes fruit winders that's what they were called um oh my like god that, i remember them. yeah 
it's like trying to make that at home. It didn't really work when I tried it. I think I didn't use the right uh, baking paper. But yeah, it was like a weird, fun experiment to like try and use a pineapple and some lemon juice to make a thing. So yeah, that was kind of cool. That is pretty cool. I wish I had like, times. I should start doing that. I should start like experimenting with it like, because I like to cook, but like I just forget to 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 do it an awful lot, and I'll just settle for like. I don't know takeaways or like a sandwich or something like that. I don't. Mm. I, I do like to cook, but I don't cook a lot. So well, the side effect of me of me doing a lot of weird cooking is that my fridge is full of like weird shit in takeaway tubs. Like mm. um, <laughs> like I've got this seitan and 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 um, vegan bacon by the way is made of uh, this vegan bacon that I've made is made of starch water. You like yeah. flavor some starch water and you make like pancakes and then it's like a whole thing. But anyway, um, but yeah, it's like. Uh, so, I've, uh, so for lunch today, I made like a sandwich with gochujang mayonnaise mm. and like vegan bacon and like spinach. I was like, I'm, I'm enjoying being a weird cook for the minute. I've got jars full of ginger syrup in the cupboard because I bought a root of ginger off the Eggman, and I was like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm going to do with this. Let's make some ginger syrup, and that was quite good. You're gonna have to get that cooking channel started, Lewis. I, I should do. That's the you thing. Definitely. There's so should. many things I'd, I'd like to do. That like, uh, it's it's hard to find time to do all of them. Yeah. Because like I work from home, but then it's I also need to work from home enough to earn a lot of money. Yeah. Well, you know, en- enough to earn money to pay the bills. Maybe so you should that, just like, like you should get some like cameras and just like have them like recording all the time, and then like, <laughs> and then and then when you're cooking, you forget about it and you're just doing it, and people mm. can, you know. <laughs> And there's like time lapse footage of me cooking and then scratching yeah. my ass. Then, yeah. yeah, perfect. You know, uh, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> I, like I'd a weird Big Brother Lewis cooking in his Big Brother kitchen type situation. Yeah, oh, I could narrate it. But like, Day forty one, Lewis <laughs> is kitchen. still being a pretentious wanker. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I've got to God, say, that's... see, see, see. The more I, I live my life, see people that. That actively go about myself included and call people pretentious wankers. It's mm. often because like it's either because they are pretentious wankers or they're just <laughs> like jealous of the fact that they don't have the creativity to do what someone else does. You know, like, well perhaps yeah. I would never have had the idea to do what you what you do. So I I, I commend you. Well, yeah. thank you very much. Um, it it thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Yeah, it's um, I, I was quite strange because I made the sight down on Saturday and then on Sunday I was like, oh God, my arms. <laughs> <laughs> literally sat at the, at the sink, stood at the sink, kneading this, this dough for like three hours and it's like, oh God, my arms. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like quite a surreal experience. Yeah. Because I have a stand mixer um, that my, I think my dad bought it me for my birthday. Um, and it's great for mixing like dough for like brioche or something because you don't uh-huh. want to be stood over a bowl for like two hours. Um, but but the because it needs it's like a washing process with the saitan, so you can't stand there with a dough hook because you'd need to be constantly sucking water out and putting more water in, and yeah. so you have to just do it with your arms, and it's like oh god the pain. <laughs> yeah, no, I get I get that. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll um set buy a couple of GoPros and stick them in my kitchen and um. That's what make, you do? Yeah. Sky's then, the limit. Yeah, exactly. On this weekend's cooking show, we have Lewis. Failing to make biscuits. <laughs> Clo- right, we, we made some fucking banging biscuits this weekend. And I don't care if, if people are tired of the cooking content. You're fucking hearing about these biscuits because they're great. 
Um, if you Google um, soft biscuits, I think it's like the second or third recipe that comes up. Um, they're like vanilla butter cookies or something they're called. Um, but they are fucking gorgeous. It's like this really buttery dough. Chloe makes them and she's really good at it. Um, in which you make the little balls of cookie and then you sort of squish them with a fork to give them a bit of a pattern on the top. And then they go in the fridge for a bit before they go in the oven. And that means that the outside cooks more quickly than the inside. Yeah. So you get the outside is like a little bit crunchy and the inside is like really soft and light and butter. Oh, mate, they're banging. Lewis, you need to fucking start this cooking channel, okay? <laughs> because you clearly you clearly have a passion for it and you clearly know what you're doing. And do you know what sells more than anything? What's that? Watching people make food. Well, perhaps just look at just look at Benjamin with Babish. Look at how much fucking clout mm. he gets. It's like I, I think it also helps that that um, Andrew Ray has such a silky, buttery voice. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, you I could listen to him talk about um, like anything for hours. It's like, yes, I do want to hear about how bacon's made, Andrew Ray. Thank you. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't. There are stuff that I just think. I've sat and watched three episodes of this now and I forgot that I was doing it. It's just like, you just go on in one foot and then you're salivating by the end of it and you want something to mm. eat. You know, it's it's a good it's a good system. Mm-hmm. The videos, I because I, I, I mean, obviously I'm a fan of cooking, so I do watch a lot of like cooking YouTube videos and stuff. So like, mm. um, it, here's an unsolicited recommendations list. Um, Claire Saffitz is really good. She was part of the Bon Appetit team. Then after the whole scandal came out about that, um, she's sort of moved on and doing her own thing now. I think she's still doing like sort of freelance work with them every now and then. Um, but she released a book called Dessert Person. Um, and it's like a load of dessert recipes. And she's like makes them on her own channel and it's really cool. Oh, um, nice. Brad, Brad Leone, I think is his name. Uh, he was also with Bon Appetit. And he's just like really personable and really charming. And you're like watching his videos and he's talking about like cooking tuna or something and it's like really charming and he's just like oh i love tuna tuna's really good and it'll like this obscure analogy about eating tuna as a child and it's like really endearing yeah um, obviously the binging with babish stuff is really good mm-hmm. um i can't think of any others now but yeah like i i love cooking youtube it's like weirdly entrancing isn't it what was the name that we thought of get stuffed get stuffed that's it <laughs> that's the one get Indeed. stuffed Amazing. Yeah, well, um, I'll have to... If I win the lottery... surveillance system for my kitchen. <laughs> if I win the lottery, fuck paying the mortgage and that, right? I'm going to I'm gonna invest and get stuffed. I would rather you pay do. my mortgage if, if we can make that happen. No, not you your mortgage. Fuck your mortgage. Lewis, <laughs> <laughs> I want to invest in this cooking chat. Can you just pay my mortgage, please? That would do me. <laughs> Because <laughs> if I didn't have to pay the mortgage down, I could invest in the cooking channel myself. Can't yeah. we just do that? No! <laughs> <laughs> this cooking channel must go ahead! <laughs> oh, man. I think we've talked oh, far God. too much now. I think we need to go on to what we're actually talking about here. Yeah, I think we do. Let's go on, let's have a quick chat about the crown. Okay, yeah, let's the finish... Five minutes left of Let's show. finish off <laughs> with the crown. Um... Yeah, so we're doing the crown, uh, <laughs> and it was uh, it was created by Peter Morgan. Uh, his many directors, far too many for me to list them. Go to Wikipedia, uh, and it is starring Claire Foy, <laughs> Olivia. Go to Wikipedia, you lazy fucks. <laughs> Danny, do all the fucking work. Come on now, um, Claire Foy, Olivia Coleman, Matt Smith, Tobias Menzies, uh, 
or is, is it Tobias Mingus? I'll say what? Tobias no, Menzies. It's not Tobias Mingus. It's Tobias Menzies. I'll just, I'll just, I'll go with that. I'm, I, I'm sure I heard someone say it like that before. Um, John Lithgow, Gillian Anderson, Helena Bonham Carter, and Emma Corrin. Uh, yes, and, and others. Correct. Yep. Uh, do you have an opening statement? I do. It's um a fascinating sort of drama into what I would argue is the original reality TV, yeah. which is like royal families doing stuff. Yeah, can't you imagine before Towie and before um, Made in the Chelsea. Kardashians and yeah, it was oh my goodness, uh, Prince Jeremy has absconded with uh, the Russian ballet or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. That is was that, lame. That was a poor headline. Is that your opening statement, or is it? Well, I mean, the, the second is that it? <laughs> full of shit wasn't my opening statement, but yeah, most of it. Okay. Um, I, I I appreciate the sort of honest and, and and sort of good performances as like not being afraid to tell a, a an aggressive story. I quite like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, a very bare and complicated television show that somehow manages to make me feel contempt and sympathetic to some of the most out-of-touch, spoiled, privileged people on the planet. Very well done. Yeah, that's that's what impresses me a lot about this, is um, it makes me emotionally invested in the royal family, which is something I'm not in real life. No. It's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so do we have any creepy room questions, statements? Um, I've got Prince Charles is a prick. Does that count? Yeah. Is that... He, he is. A good one? <laughs> yeah, I mean... What what's what's really interesting about like, the characterization of the characters in this show is mm. like the because Charles in season three is infinitely better than Charles in season four. Mm. Mm. Like you know the whole the whole Wales episode. Yeah. Like when yeah. He, when when he you know when he has to give his speech, like you really feel sort of sorry for him, you know, mm. because he's been like you know he just looks at this family, and he's almost like in awe of like this. You know this Welsh mother hugging her son and yeah. sort of like jealous of it. Like mm. it's really, it's really kind of sad. And then to like mm. end that episode with no one gives a fuck about you and no one wants to hear your voice and stuff like that. It's like mm. you can almost like understand why someone who's like completely deprived of warmth just becomes cold and like pretty rude and dickish. You know. Mm. Mm. Um. And yet, at the same time, you still hate him by the end of season four, you know? Yep. <laughs> um, it's, um, what's the, um, oh, it might have been when Matt Smith was still, was still, um, Prince Philip, when, um, Prince Charles was at, oh, the fucking boarding school in Scotland, um, what's it pissing called now? Oh, I can't um, remember. What's no, called? neither can I. But yeah, uh, apparently in real life, Prince Charles described that boarding school as "colditz in kilts" or something equally like or equally like that. And um, oh. it's like, well, yeah, that does seem like a sort of a shit, weird sort of boarding yeah. school to send your children to. But also, I still hate Prince Charles. Yeah, <laughs> which is really strange. I mean, it's it's really complicated because, on the one hand, it's like, yeah, he had a shit childhood despite the fact that he was born in, into enormous uh, privilege and wealth. Mm. And just And also, at the same time, it's like, he was flawed like, bef- like before that, because like, just the attention that Diana got made him really angry and like, upset. Yeah. But the fact that people were like, paying attention to her was just mm. like, he just couldn't 
stand that. Um, yeah, which is a, a disgusting personality trait. Yeah. <laughs> what I've got is how what, dare what? you like my wife? How I know. dare you think she's good? You you made an absolute spectacle of yourself. <laughs> Do you know what I will say in Charles's defence? Um, mm-hmm. For their for their anniversary, um, yeah. What the fuck was Diana thinking when she showed him that video of her singing? Like, uh, he got her a book about her family home, and like it was about her. And then Diana was like, "I want to show you how I feel." So here's a video of me singing on Broadway. It's like, I mean, okay. It is a bit you already know that he's got an ego yeah. issue, and you you've made you, mm. your gift about about you singing, you know, and it's it's a shame because it's clearly from like a naive sort of like oh, I just want to show you how I feel, and you know, I just I just think if I was married to someone for seven years, and I'd got and I'd went through like their family history to get this book and stuff in, in a first edition as well, and then they showed me a video of them singing, I'd be a bit like um. Okay, uh, I mean, it's yeah, nice, it's a... you're a good singer. Mm. But look. No, I mean, uh, I know exactly what you mean. I think it's about how is is perhaps Diana's motivation to make that video not more important than the video itself, if that makes yeah. sense. If she's saying, um, I, I love you so much, and this, I, I don't know how to show you apart from by doing this, so please appreciate it sort of thing. Is that not more important in itself than the actual gift itself? Because on the same level, if somebody gave me a book on the Brindley family history, I probably wouldn't give that much of a shit. Do you yeah, what I mean? I, yeah, I understand. It, because it can, be, like, it can be played either way. It's almost it's almost as if both like both gifts are still like, rooted in in a sort of selfish motive. Like, because Charles is really interested in that stuff, mm. and it's mm. like maybe he shouldn't have got a book about her family history. He should have got her something that was like, about her. Rather than mm. just like a name that she had, and to mm. be fair, Diana was like really receptive of the gift as well. She was like, "Oh, thank, oh, thank you so much." Like that. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose it's um, it's about like what's the word? Um, I think that's my go-to thing for like, whenever I'm buying a gift for somebody, is um, if you have a common thing that you both like, get a gift about that thing. Yeah. Like there are things that Chloe and I both enjoy, and I will get Chloe gifts about those things rather than getting her something that's in a, in a field she's interested in that I have no idea about. Yeah. For example, she likes um, Liverpool Football Club. I, I know nothing about football and I know even less about Liverpool. So why, why would I ever even try to get her a gift about that? <laughs> Do you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, but on the same note, why would I try to get her a gift to do with Doctor Who? I like Doctor Who. She doesn't really like Doctor Who as much yeah, as I do. Why would I, do you know what I mean? So it's like, well, m- maybe it's I mean, I don't know. I mean, I Christ knows. I do not know the ins and outs of, of Charles and Diana's relationship. But maybe getting something that oh, we both like, I don't know, medieval history. Oh, let's look. Let's go on a, a tour of medieval European castles. I don't yeah. Know. Do you know what I mean? You'd get, I mean, you think maybe you would get, you would get Diana like a signed copy of like a Queen album or something like that. That would seem to like, just because obviously I don't know much about Diana. I mean, mm. but according to the show... She seems to be into her music and her sort of modern sort mm, mm. Queen was pretty hip back then. Um, Queen was indeed hip, this is true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, three scenes that really made me ill when I was watching them. Mm. Um, 
Diana in the circle, like when she was like, she she like bowed to the wrong people and they made like an absolute fucking fool of her. Um, fucking oh God, disgusting. That, I, I sort of expunged that from my memory a bit. Yeah, I um, I really struggle with cringe stuff. Yeah, and that, that was both disgusting and also cringe. Yeah, sorry, go on. Edward at lunch with his with his mum. Oh fucking Jesus. talking about yeah. his time at boarding school, like the fact that he's bullied, and then like despite the fact that he was caught smoking, and then he's given like a an inch an inch of like, power, and he just mm. fucking you know sends this other guy home for smoking because mm. he got caught at it, mummy. Like, and the fact that he the fact that he unironically says there must be some return for all we do for the country. You don't do fucking anything, pal. Okay. Yeah. Mm. You sit there with your fucking poached salmon. You understand? Mm. Prick. Um, and also, uh, Thatcher's son at dinner. When Yeah, that was a bit weird, wasn't it? She is like... She... What are you doing, mummy? Where's the gravy? Yeah. <sighs> the fact that she like, she fawns over like no one throughout the entire season. And then mm, her son mm. is like, would you, would you like some gravy, darling? Oh, oh I'm saying it's your favourite. Toad in the hole. Oh, of course, she's a woman. Ah. <laughs> Good one, mummy. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that that good one, mummy, was chilling and and horrid. That was like a goblin was screaming it at me. I feel like I've got some kind of weird... I feel like I need to go and have a shower. That was really weird. Yeah. I've got to say, just to add a quick fourth one in. Okay. Andrew coming in via helicopter and talking about that fucking film... Mm. Holy shit. Like, was it legal? Who cares? What? <laughs> what? Yep, yep. Oh, Jesus. And that's the Queen's favourite? Holy exactly. shit. Yeah. That's so it's, bad. Um, perhaps if you give if you give people unlimited access to anything they want, perhaps they won't turn out to be good people. Perhaps if you tell them they are better than everybody else, just yeah. inherently, perhaps they won't turn out to be morally upstanding people. Oh, perhaps. Fucking hell. Um, I've got to say, in all honesty, if the, if, if the Crown and, and the sort of relationships that go on in this show are, are anything like what the show's like, I compl- I don't blame Harry and Meghan for like, wanting to separate no. yeah, from the family. Like, holy shit. I would, like, I would want to be getting out of there as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Bowing no, to your gran you every time you see her, fuck off. Mm-hmm. It's um, yeah, that sounds horrendous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't agree with you more. It's uh, uh, yeah, my my feelings about monarchy I've made clear several times in the show, but like yeah, I I, it, in a way, what he's done is sort of the only is the sort of the best decision he could have possibly made. Yeah, because you're from the second you're born, you're you're driven to this. You're subjected to constant scrutiny by mm-hmm. anybody that that even looks at you. There's no way to live. Go and, almost go and live in seclusion. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. and sort of like, I don't want to deal with this. I, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with any of that. And like, it, what gets me is even now people are like, um, like after season four of The Crown came out on. I don't. I, I to be perfectly honest, I don't know how it works because Chloe's more interested in it than I am. So I, I know a lot of this like sort of through Chloe. But um, on Charles and Camilla's official Instagram, I, the Duke of Cornwall or whatever he is, the official Instagram, um, mm. they've had to like l- um, stop commenting. 
and on the official Twitter and Facebook and everything too, because people were just commenting and saying, Diana forever, we love Diana, etc., etc. To know that every decision you make will be held up to the sun for all eternity. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's just, it's no way to live your life. Imagine, like, Charles must be fucking raging. Like, if he, if yeah. he's like, like, what he is in the show, the fact that you still get, like, newspaper headlines about Diana... Like, he must be so angry mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And I and I believe that that's why he chose Camilla in the end, because Camilla would like, never overshadow him. Yeah, definitely. Like, he... he did, I, I just think he couldn't stand the fact that there was, you know, he was getting... He just wasn't getting as much attention as, as Diana was, you know? Yeah, I mean, that which is... It speaks a lot to sort of his moral core as well. Yeah, definitely. To be like, I can't stand the fact that my wife is getting love and adoration. What the hell does that say about a person? Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, if you, if you were the queen, right, mm. and all the relationships were still the same in this show, what would what would like you, as Lewis Brindley, do? Like, how would um, you how would you try and like? deal does, with all those situations does selling all of my crown jewels and then donating all the money to a charity and then killing myself is that an option <laughs> can i do that yeah that be all right it um, certainly is um, um are you asking me how i'd fix the the sort of internal conflicts of the royal family yeah what would would you would you be warmer would you try and um yes obviously i would be warmer i would cut off um prince andrew like a diseased limb of a tree and i would throw him out to the oceans i would get rid of him completely yeah um i would be nicer generally i would have opinions about things i because i think that's i i understand this whole idea of the monarchy is supposed to be this untouchable extension of god but yeah what kind of what kind of insane narcissism do you have to have to believe that it's all right to say we're supposed to be a representation of God. We're, we're supposed to be a, an extension of, of God's teachings or whatever. And we're supposed to be nice and kind and, and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. But then, like when the Queen Mother in series one or two, which is like, make sure you put your gloves on before you shake hands with these bloody commoners. Oh, fucking how, how the How can you think like that? How can you possibly think like that? I think, yeah, be nicer. Be more transparent. Like, I... I uh, you plus, know... It's it's, go on. it's a complicated one because I think they don't speak because if they do, then they'd probably get removed. Like, like the 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 crown and the royals are there by like, the countries that like, they govern like, by consent. If the mm, queen mm. ever like, properly tried to take a stance on something and tried to like, make a law change or something like that, she would be let out. She would be gone. You know, mm, mm, you're right. You know, the government just wouldn't fucking stand for that. You know, they just put, like, "Who the fuck are you?" We'll just we will remove you as soon as you were put. Like, they have no real institutional power, so it's like, I suppose from their point of view, saying nothing and holding no opinion means that we get to stay and we get to have the power that we do. You know, mm, mm. um, but it's a bit of a weird one. <laughs> paradoxically, during the show, you want the queen to be like fucking do something you fool you know mm, mm. like you would you you want her to sort of stand up to thatcher against like, sanctions for for like, south africa you want her to just be like no fuck you let's just do this do you know what i mean mm, mm. 
No, I know exactly what you mean. It's um the rare humanizing moments of the queen that you get in the crown are what makes all the difference, I think. Yeah. I think that it makes it very difficult to like sort of see the royal family at events and stuff and think they've never voiced an opinion on anything. I don't care about these people. There's there's no reason I should say or think or do anything they want me to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um that said, I'd like to say that the Abafan disaster is fucking horrifying. It really is. The actual scenes in this show, genuinely really scary. Um, when The Crown Season 3 came out, Chloe sort of binge-watched it all in one go. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was about 9, 10 o'clock or something. I was like, right, I'm going to bed. If you want, you can like stay up and, and carry on watching. I don't mind. She, she did stay up watching The Crown. And um, I went to bed. And then a couple of hours later, she came up and she was like, she like woke me up. And she was like really sort of shook by it sort of shook shaken i don't really know but she was really sort of like shaken by it and like that was really horrific that was so horrible yeah. like just to sort of the, the way it was presented and the, the sort of all those scenes within the school it's like it speaks to brilliant directing and camera work and acting because it's so chillingly terrifying mm-hmm. um i just wanted to mention that because it is genuinely horrifying no it's dreadful mm. absolutely dreadful um and it's really it's like the fact that the queen couldn't cry like oh mm, my god mm. the fact that philip was crying like you know the guy who he, you just wouldn't expect to cry but the fact that the queen just couldn't bring herself to let weep is like pretty fucking mm. it's really sad it's really sad yeah. like, like there's a quote from the last episode of the the fourth season where philip's like everyone in this system is a lost lonely um, wretch of a person, you know, mm, mm. and it's like, if he's that self, why is it still there? Yeah, <laughs> you know why? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just get rid of it and then just do what you want to do? Why wouldn't you be happy? Mm. You know, it's not as if they're gonna let. If if they got rid of the monarchy, it's not as if they're gonna let. The money's still gonna be there, you know, mm. you know. Sadly, but like, it's just really strange to me. It's so against like, what human nature is to mm. be to be like that, and it's it's contemptible and really sad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say though, I really liked uh, Matt Smith in the role of Prince Philip. Yeah, I think um, it, he was really good at that. Definitely. Um, at sort of everything from the from the littlest things to the biggest things, he was very sort of. I I believed in the character in a strange way. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of that characterization of like um, coming to terms and sort of accepting what he's given up for the, as he sees it as the greater good, as the monarchy. That's such powerful characterization. And it informs a lot of his decisions through the rest of the show. Yeah. And it's just sort of, even in, in sort of, it, it brings sort of um, context to things in real life. Like we were talking about Harry and Meghan and about how um, they've chosen to just leave the royal family. You can sort of think, well, if Prince Philip is like he is in the show and he's sort of thinking, um, well, I've given up so much to be a part of this family, why can't Harry do the same or whatever? And it's like, well, yeah, the, the, of course, the thing is, well, should Prince Philip have had to give up so much? Should any of this be the case? Should anybody, anybody regardless of their status as a Windsor or not a Windsor, mm. should they have to give up such enormous things that they care about so deeply, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um I mean, I don't know, because if I, I suppose if you want to be in that system, 
then I, I suppose concessions like if if we're gonna have like a sort of ceremonial monarchy, then I don't want them to have like like rightly or wrongly, I don't want them to have like a normal life. I don't want mm. them to be able to do things the way that normal people do it, you know? If you choose mm. to do that, if you choose to like, be like a, an actual sort of monarch, then yeah, you're not going to have the same freedoms and like, you, you're you simply there to serve, essentially. Yeah. You know? If that's, if that's what you want to do, if we're going to keep the monarchy and we're going to pay taxes to you every single year, keeping your lavish houses and all that, you're not going to have what you want and you're going to fucking be the ceremonial figurehead if that's what you want to do but don't then mm. start complaining about how lonely you are and shit you know either get rid of the system and do what you want to do or keep the system and yeah do your job you know mm. Mm. can't have it both ways you can't have your cake and eat it you know yeah i do know what you mean um have you got any other bits of the crown notes or are we or are we are we, are we back on the the anti-royalist uh speeches for a bit um <laughs> Do you have a do you have a favorite member of the family in the show? Um, probably Princess Anne. Yeah, that's what I, I was think, gonna um, say. She's sort of like well, a lot of hard has been done by her, and she's like right, well, we're just gonna have to make the most of it. Then gonna have to make the best of it, sort of thing. And I quite admire that trait. Yeah. Of like, um, I don't like the situation I found myself in. Um, just gonna make the most of it, sort of thing. I quite like that. Um, I I agree. She's very sort of honest. You know, mm, even mm. even in terms of lit, when she's with lit, or fat lit. <laughs> I mean, it's a horrible, it's a horrible thing to say, but like the fact that when Thatcher comes in, like dressed in in her evening wear or whatever for dinner, just mm. Anne is just sitting there and she looks at them and just goes, "Christ!" Like that. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, the fact um, that someone could be as honest as that is lit. You know, for the wrong reasons, but lit. Um. Mm. Yeah. Do you have a least f- uh, favourite member of the family? Um, what do you think? It's got to be <laughs> Prince Charles, isn't it? I mean, it's just... I don't think there's a redeeming quality about Prince Charles in the no. show. I, I can't think of one. Of, like... Um, this is my great problem with, with villains in, in, in media and, and in stuff. Is like, okay, uh, however many horrid things have happened to you, but does that mean that you then have the right to do horrid things to other people? Yeah. No, of course it doesn't. Like uh, uh, it, whether it's Prince Charles in the Crown or whether it's Thanos in in Avengers Endgame. Exactly. Okay, yeah, uh, everybody, people on Thanos's planet laughed at him for having a bumpy chin, and therefore he gets to kill everyone. What? Yeah. <laughs> Do, I mean, it doesn't. You know what I mean? That's what makes villains so, you know, compelling. Mm. Though you know, Charles mm-hmm. is someone who, in the context of the show, before I even say it. I'm sick of people saying, oh, well, it's not real, it's not... Yeah, I know, it's based on a fucking play. It's like, yeah, they're going to take some artistic liberties there, you know? Mm. And people it's pretend as if it's surprisingly like... accurate, you know? Yeah, a lot of it is accurate, but there are bits mm, like mm. the 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 Fagin scene, that didn't happen. No, no, it was like, yeah, it was, yeah. It's sort of adjacent to what happened in a weird way, wasn't yeah. it? He did ask her for a cigarette, but then she was like, what are you doing? And then ran out of the room. Rather than standing there with a the phone, like, um, but that was a good mm-hmm. scene. It was a good theatrical I really liked scene. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Cause I went... the, the one go on. No, no, no. Sorry, I, I I've talked too much. On you go. It's 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 sort of about that scene, but also about sort of generally, you're sort of given to believe that the queen holds these 
fairly left-wing, the greater good of everybody sort of beliefs of like, everybody should be happy, everybody should be well, the British people, my subjects or whatever, should be well and, and happy. But that's that's something I don't quite get. No. Because if you truly believed my subjects should have the greatest quality of life possible, why are you hoarding all of this wealth and, and gemstones and houses and... Okay, yeah. say she starts selling houses and, and people start kicking off. And, well, she's the queen. She should have houses. Well, you are the queen. You can make these decisions. That's up yeah. to you, right? I, I, it's interesting how the show knows that the only way to tr- make the queen a bit more redeemable is to give her these sort of left-wing, sort of compassionate views, mm. you know? But I don't think the queen's like that in real life. Mm-hmm. No, I, you, I know exactly what you mean. If you're raised by royals... And you believe that God appointed you to be a monarch? How can you yeah. possibly have these views? Like how? How? I don't think it's mm. possible. Yeah, you know? exactly. It, yeah, it's um that thing that was it Queen Mary um uh, the, the sort of the the uh, the Queen's nan Queen Mary yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um <laughs> when she was saying all that stuff about we were appointed by God to do what we do. <laughs> How could you possibly believe that? I know. Uh, okay, let's say for the sake of argument that it is the case. How far back does it go? I yeah. understand it's the, that's the whole thing about the royal families. You can trace their lineage back to like 400 AD or whatever it is. But is say God picked Jeff off the street as, as his main guy back yeah. then. Is, is that then... Is, is Jeff's great times a million granddaughter, the Queen, is she going to be have the same values as the original Jeff. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What, what's the cutoff? What does it... It's really interesting how they say that, but we all know that it was just a bunch of fucking cutthroats who yeah, who, who accumulated power and then just said, oh yeah, God put us here, so deal with it. <laughs> you know? See if you Unless were... it was just the Monty Python God. <laughs> <laughs> just like big bloke in a cloud. Jeff, you are my appointee for Britain. Sorry. What? I didn't vote for him. <laughs> I'm the king. You don't vote. Um, what's that? What's the um? It was oh, I forget what it was. Now it was one of King Arthur's minions started beating like a, a servant in the field. I was saying, oh, this is abusive constitution or something. <laughs> oh, Monty Python. How fucking good is Monty Python? I love I love the Black Knight scene where his arm comes off. Tis but a Tis scratch. But a scratch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh. He's see, not the Messiah. He's a very naughty <laughs> boy. See if you were, see if you were the press secretary for the royal mm. family, in mm. in to look today, yes. And you and you hold the opinions you do, and you're Lewis Brindley, and you yep. have like full autonomy of the of the image of the royal family. <laughs> what would you do if your um, aim was like, to try and make them look better? If my aim was to try and make them look better, I would try and resurrect Tommy Lascelles. Because he seemed to be the only press secretary in the crown that nobody was doing. Yeah. So I'd try and resurrect him and get him back in. <laughs> I'd try and master necromancy. Is that an acceptable answer? That is. Um, a, that is. Yep. Again, I think I would cut off Prince Andrew. I, w- I would cut him off like a diseased limb of a tree. Yeah. Um, and throw him in the ocean or, or something. I, I, well, I mean, yep. I don't think I can actually say throw him in the ocean because that probably counts as some kind of treason. Um, for legal reasons, I would send him to uh, Switzerland or something. Yeah, the, um, fact, the, but, fa- the fact that Look, oh, he's taking a step back from public life. No, he's taking. <laughs> he should, should take... go to jail. Yeah, to jail, please. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
it's um you know, and those that, those things about how the laws theoretically the queen can't um be arrested because the police serve at the queen's honor or something it's, yeah. it's like you can't arrest the person that you're arresting for or something absurd isn't that insane that is so fucking delusional look exactly she she can just theoretically she could walk into a bar you know knife a guy and then leave and and the police would be like well what do you expect me to do lad you know like it's the queen yeah exactly i i, I do think that if the queen ever did go on like, a rampage <laughs> like she'd yep. probably be tackled to the ground and just removed as quickly mm, as mm. possible um yeah i i i, I don't <laughs> okay i want a tv show where that happens okay that's what i want i want to see the queen lose I want it to see claire foy go on a massive rampage please maybe you should view the girl with the dragon tattoo as a direct sequel to yeah. um, the crown series one and two <laughs> I want to see Imelda Staunton in season five on a fucking <laughs> rampage, okay? And then let's see what happens. See what the, the government would have to do in order to... What, what would happen? I would... imagine the monarchy would be immediately quashed. Yeah. Do you think Do you think when the Queen dies, like, the monarchy will end? Um. No, I don't think so. I think it has the weight of time behind it. I think something will need to, like, happen to trigger the end of the monarchy. I think it, it'll be a... I don't know. I, I don't know. But I don't think the monarchy yeah. will just end when the Queen dies. Do you think Charles will let, uh, give the crown to his son or do you think he'll hold no. on for as long <laughs> as possible? <laughs> well, the thing is, I genuinely think the Queen will probably outlive Charles. I think the <laughs> Queen... <laughs> I genuinely think the Queen will probably live to about 130 or 140. Yeah, she'll turn into I think the she'll l- break some kind of record, yeah. Yeah, she'll she'll remove her mask and the lizard face will be revealed for all to see. Um, I wouldn't go that far, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I genuinely believe that um, the Queen will at least attempt to outlive Charles and he'll only have like three years on the throne or something. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know... That does speak about his moral standing, doesn't it? All the things he's done in his life that are sort of morally reprehensible. It's like, yeah, let's put it, put the crown on his head. Yeah, great. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Do you have a favourite episode? Um, I don't know. I, the John Lithgow bits are my favourite bits. So yeah. whatever is the most John Lithgow heavy. Um, it's his fog, man. <laughs> the crown. <laughs> Yeah, I um, I really like John Lithgow. You know, he's from New York. He's not British. No, I know. He's. he's I, that... I, had no... I know. No it's idea. so weird. You know, because uh, um, that is just such a stunning impression of Winston Churchill. Yeah, the crown. Your mm. your grandmother made us stand like privy councillors, ma'am. ma'am. Yeah. Um, I was Churchill good. that um, tall. Um, couldn't have been that. I don't tall. know. John Lithgow's very tall. I think the Queen is very small. Um, yeah. How tall was Winston Churchill? 1.67 metres. That's not very tall. It's um, not very, yeah, that's not very helpful. Um, it is... <laughs> sorry, I got a bit confused. I was like, oh, he was one one foot six inches. <laughs> but that's, that's the weird um, conversion thing. He was five foot four. Well, 5.4 feet. Really? Um, yeah. So, so I, was five... taller th- I was taller than Churchill. Nice. Oh, no, he was five foot 5.7 inches. Still taller. Nice. So that's there we go. Nice, I suppose. Can pat him on the head. You know. 
Yeah, then he'll say something racist and you'll go, oh, I wish I hadn't patted him on the head. Yeah. See, the thing is, I'm really sick of hearing about like, Piers Morgan talk about how Churchill single-handedly saved Britain from the Nazis as oh, if like, he was like, yeah. standing on the, <sighs> the cliffs of Dover with like, a machete just chopping down. We will fight them on the beach. Maybe he was like Brian Blessed in, um, in um, what's it? Uh, Flash Gordon, <laughs> like the, the hawk wings and a mace and everything. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. that's how Winston Churchill won the Second World War. It's almost or maybe as if... it was it was an allied um, thing with the, the help of a lot of other nations all at once. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe it was the world and there was a war. Yeah. You know, maybe no man is an island and lots of people did it all together. <laughs> maybe, Oy. yeah, maybe um, historical figures are pretty complicated, and you know. Some did some good, and they also did a, a lot of bad because they were from a time where people were mostly bad, you know, if they mm. had power and prestige, you know. Maybe, maybe we'll never know, will we? With all yeah. the all the history books, I've I've never read one. Who knows what's going on? Yeah, and maybe like <laughs> now in the time that we're in, wasting money on a fucking statue of Thatcher is pr- probably not the best use of. Mm. Of taxpayers' money, but and maybe wasting money on funding Trident is not the best. best yeah, use of taxpayer money. Mm. There's a lot of shit that the maybe the... we should feed children. It's <laughs> mm. a lot of shit. Maybe, that maybe money is wasted on, on Rashford to feed kids. Maybe we should just feed kids. Yeah, oh. that, you know. But what do we know? Uh, what do I'm just some dickhead from the Midlands. What do yeah, I know? I'm some dickhead from Glasgow. What do What do I know? You know. <laughs> oh. Well, um, I think we've. Adequately addressed the crowd there. Have you got a closing statement? Yeah. Um, Rich, lonely wankers who gravitate around one person. I genuinely feel hatred and pity for the royals. It's a really fucked and outdated system. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I dislike the royal... Uh, my closing statement even. Um, I dislike the royal family very much. and I, I disagree with a lot of the things that they stand for. But I very much enjoyed the Crown TV show. Yeah, I, I find it fascinating to see this, this. It's bizarre that it's the original reality TV program before <laughs> there was even TV, and I find it genuinely brilliant. Um, so that's my closing statement. It's a good closing statement. Um, yeah, thank you. Well, there you go. That was the the Crown. Oh dear, oh dear. Who's Billy Joel? Oh, um, Billy Joel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, there you go again. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Oh, um, I can't, I'm, I'm trapped in it. Oh my God, it's, it's hearing itself. He's trapped in a loop now. Um, <laughs> I say M quite a lot. But anyway, it's time for some... You know what else I've noticed you say a lot? Is um, definitely. 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 Yeah. I don't even say definitely. I say definitely. Well, I'm a, I speak like a wanker, so definitely is how I say it. Absolutely. I'll say that from now on. There we go. Shifting it up a bit. But... Or you could say wee oui, wee, oui. uh, get your French on, be like ah wee oui, wee, oui, and then move on to your next point. Um, or C si in Spanish. Yeah. Or um, C si in Italian. Yeah, in German. Yeah. Or uh huh. Yeah. Da. In English, I suppose. In Russian. Da in German. Yeah. I mean, we're we're running out of like languages yeah, now because I, I don't know very many non-European <laughs> languages. Um. Yeah. Exactly. But um. Quick, let's do some shilling to save ourselves from this linguistic nightmare that we've found ourselves in. Yes, we're all on uh, Linktree. Lewis's Linktree is linktr.me. 
R E E. Fucking hell, you're bad at this. Slash Lewis Brindley. Um, Linktr.ee slash and then Lewis underscore Brindley. Fucking hell. Okay. Linktr.ee slash Lewis underscore Brindley. There we go. Crikey. Um, and mine is linktr.ee slash Ohiram and... The podcast is linktr.ee slash shouting into the void. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Okay, well, we've just about gotten through that nightmare. I did this to save time, and it just increases it exponentially. Um, (laughs) We have a PayPal donate button, so anything you can spare, anything at all. Uh, We know it's difficult times at the moment, but it would be really appreciated. Um, We're also on Patreon, and we want to thank our wonderful, wonderful patrons, uh, Chloe. Thank you. Darius. Thank you. Sophie. Thank you. Peter. Thank you. Aditya. Thank you. Richard. Thank you. Natalie. Thank you. A newcomer, Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last one of them, Dougie, so I hope you appreciated them. <laughs> Definitely. Um, thank you so much. You you make this podcast possible. All your Indeed all you your uh, your uh, your donations really, really help us out. And you're the bedrock of, of the podcast, so thank you so much. Yeah, you enable us to do this, and we would have it no other way. So thank you very much for supporting us. Uh, if you would like to join their ranks and suggest something that we do, or have a chat with us on the Discord, or join in our game nights, you can go to patreon.com slash shoutingintothevoid, and you can check out all the tiers that we've got, and have a look. Have a cheeky look. Definitely. Um, we also have merch on Teespring and Redbubble. We sell lots of stuff, tote bags, jumpers, stickers mugs all sorts of stuff go have a look see what you fancy and if you don't fancy anything then we tried um <laughs> we, we also have a sponsor and a mate if you don't fancy anything then fuck off <laughs> we we also have a sponsor uh, an amazing sponsor called right side yarns and i'm editing this week and we have an amazing advert for them that uh, you'll hear no Danny, I've got some amazing news. Oh, really? What? I'm going to make you a hat. Thanks. But why? Well, because Right Side Yarns, who sell beautiful and unique wool, have recently released a new range. Oh, I've heard of them. Aren't they that fantastic Scottish business that sells high-quality hand-dyed products perfect for crafting with? They certainly are, and they're sponsoring the show. Really? Have they heard the show? Yes, and apparently they like it. Kezia, the owner of the business, has given us a generous 15% off code for any of our listeners to use. Is is that why you've got Void15 written in your hand? It is! If you or any of our listeners would like to use the code, simply enter VOID15 at checkout with a capital V. Great! Where do I check out? You can go to their website at rightsideyarns.co.uk or check them out on Instagram at kezia underscore rightsideyarns. Fantastic! This hat you're making me better be good. Amazing! It just amazing. It just Danny, gets better. Using I don't know I don't know who's in the room with you there, but what would um what would say Prince Philip think of that advert? Oh, that it was it was absolutely exquisite. Uh, uh. Yes, perfect. You nailed that one. Oh uh, right, thank you, Prince Philip. Um, You're welcome. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, wait! I was doing Charles. Oh shit! Oh um, well, Prince Charles. Uh, sorry, uh, Mister uh, Mister Charles. That. That was... Uh, I can't do Philip. Fuck off. Uh, okay. 
There's this old Russell Howard skit where he's like um, talking about when Trump goes to visit uh, Buckingham Palace and um, he's saying that the Queen's like showing him around and it's like, and here's the execution chamber, here's the throne room, here's this, here's Prince Philip. (laughs) (laughs) This face he does, it's like captures Prince Prince Philip's essence. It's bizarre. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Um, I could do the Queen. Very good. Yes, very good. Yeah. Uh. Yes. I don't know what uh, that noise well, was at the end. But anyway, uh, <laughs> last but lo- uh, not least, we are also partnered with another amazing company called Number 12 Crochet Avenue. And Lewis is going to say some fantabulous things about them, all of which are true. Indeed we are. Number 12 Crochet Avenue is a wonderful company run by my amazing wife where she does a lot of little crochet bits and bobs. If you'd like to be kept up and up to date about that, you can go to her Instagram, which is at number 12 Crochet Avenue. It is all letters and words. It's no numbers, no punctuation and all that weird stuff. It is just letters and words. So go and, go and take a look. Treat yourself. Definitely. Oh, sorry. Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, certainly. There's a there's a lay at the end of it. There has to be a lay. Um, oh, I see. Um, resolutely. Anyway, um, <laughs> we that is the crown, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's spin the wheel for what's for what we're doing next week, Lewis. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, I know. It's okay. I mean, oh, uh, the crust. wheel will pick. <laughs> <laughs> the wheel will pick yes, a random the suggestion. Wheel will pick. Yeah. Whee! Mean Girls. Yes, we are doing Mean Girls. Yeah. Uh, mean Girls is not the kind of thing we would normally do, but I watched it recently. I think it's on Netflix. I'm not 100%. Mm. Um, and I don't... Right, okay. The main story is a bit meh, but I genuinely believe that Regina George is one of the most compelling villains of cinematic history. Um, so we're going to be talking about that at great length. Um, I think it's on Netflix at the minute. If it's not, I'm sure you'll be able to find it somewhere. Uh, check it out and come back next week. There you go. Indeed. Well, that was uh, <laughs> that was the crown. So, um, yeah, please tune yeah. in uh, to Mean Girls next week and we will hear you, see you, smell you. Um, abolish the monarchy. Next week. <laughs> uh, Indeed. <laughs> we'll see you then. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs>